Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In 2008, the world was shook by a mysterious ad campaign leading hordes of moviegoers into theaters to experience the explosive found footage kaiju masterpiece, Matt Reeves' Cloverfield. Or is it a chaotic mess that should come with a complimentary dose of Dramamine? As we argue about just that, you'll get spoilers for Cloverfield, That Thing You Do, Cannibal Holocaust, The Blair Witch Project, Hostel, The Serbian Film, Scary Movie, Paranormal Activity, Project X, Chronicle, Record, the pilot episode of Lost, both the 1998 and 2014 American Godzilla films, Super 8, Pitch Black, Gremlins, Signs, Jaws, and Alien. This month, a movie called Ten Cloverfield Lane came out in theaters. Kind of a long title. It well, it's only three words or two words. I get annoyed having to reference it though by saying Ten Cloverfield Lane. It's really not that right arduous at it's all. It's not that bad. No. <laughs> no. What would you rather say? Than I feel like people people must be abbreviating it. Did you go see Cloverfield Lane yet? Oh, sure, they think you, yeah. they knocked because, the ten off. Yeah, let's, let's go see Cloverfield Lane. That well, I mean, single syllable is. Let's go see Ten Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, Ten Clo. No. Ten Clo. Ten Lane. No. No. I mean, well, it's shorter than Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. That's Batman v Superman. Exactly. Hey, that's the Dawn. longest title ever, right? Ever? Well, we're going to worry no, about that later on. Sure. <laughs> what are we talking about? Right now, <laughs> the whole Bethany. point is that <laughs> since Ten Clo hit theaters, it gave us all an excuse to watch Cloverfield. Which, you know, depending on who you ask, may or may not be connected in any way <laughs> to Tenclo. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll Stop find out. Stop calling it Tenclo. So, that's exactly what we did. We, uh, we're we all, well, I, mean, I guess we'll find out in a moment if we're all huge fans of Cloverfield. So, I'm Josh. I'm here, and I love Cloverfield. I'm about to say all kinds of crap about how much I love Cloverfield. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Patrick is here. I'm here. How do you feel about Cloverfield? I love Cloverfield. Five out of five. Best oh. found footage ever. Agreed. Oh, man, that was my... I was going to say that. <laughs> That's right. I've said it on episodes in the past already, so... We have got it from you then, I guess. everyone's <laughs> favorite redhead on the show, Bethany. hey <laughs> I'm back. She, she just gestured at Abby. As <laughs> Abby's, Abby's redhead. Abby is her very second favorite redhead. <laughs> and Redman's in a dead last. No, no, Redman's nobody's favorite anything. <laughs> Alex Redman. Ain't that the truth? He hasn't been on the show since Star Wars, and I think he, he said everything. I think he say. killed himself with the. Yeah, talking nonsense about love in well, episode he was, one. He was defending Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar. Oh, gosh. And if you haven't noticed by now, Bethany has a special way of pronouncing things <laughs> this evening. Do you want to tell our listeners why it is that you're talking the way that you are? Yeah, I had a little surge. <laughs> <laughs> just so average. I can't even say S's. Soda. I can't say S's or THs because my mouth has now been cranked apart so that I can have a big smile like everybody else. She had mm. oral surgery. I'm going to be super hot when this is all done, but for now. Yeah, we've already mentioned that. We'll, we'll get you a new photo for the website. Yeah, and I'll be really hot and beautiful. But right now, I have a list because I'm in process. <laughs> so, can you remind me what that movie is where Tom Hanks is like the manager of this band? Uh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. Oh, it's <laughs> called That Thing You Do. Can you say it? <laughs> for 
I could say that that thing, thing you do. Okay, so oh, that bad. was pretty good. You got it. I'm yeah. getting better. Okay. I'm getting better. It's only on my T's and H's. But can I share my feelings about Cloverfield? Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you think? I don't know. God, it's just the, the worst movie on oh, the <laughs> of the planet. So much so that I had to medicate myself during That's the movie. That's true. Okay. She, so, she was live well, texting save, us. That's save, all I want to say. I just save want to some be, of your heat. I want the people who are with me to be like, thank God. There's no one with you. You're the only one. You turned the audience against you. I doubt it. Tyler's here. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, everyone. And? Oh, do I love Cloverfield? Yeah. yeah. Why do you feel what, about Cloverfield? What idiot wouldn't love Cloverfield? <laughs> 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 Only one I, I can think of. <laughs> you know you know what I always say, best found footage film. Did you steal my thing? There? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hughes is here. I am. I love Cloverfield. I, I mean, I honestly can't think of a better found footage movie. It's a good point. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Patrick. Patrick, your thoughts are so contagious. <laughs> You're a smart man, Pat. Like a prophet. I want to know when found footage became a thing. Well, well that's a great that's question. A great wow, question. what a phenomenal <laughs> question, Bethy. <laughs> you know, okay. it all began with a little movie called Blair Witch Project. No. But, no, but, but no. if you go all the way back... There's actually another film that did it before Blair Cannibal Witch. Cannibal Holocaust. That's so not like a real thing. Blair Witch no, brought it to the mainstream. It's like two, right. two movies yeah. did it, and the so we're calling it a thing. Blair, no, 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 there's been a lot no. since then, but Blair Witch Project made the, the style popular. Right. Yeah, uh, there was a movie in 1980. It was an Italian <sighs> horror movie called Cannibal Holocaust. Perhaps um, the most infamous and notorious horror movie until... I don't know some some of these more depraved movies in Hostile. in recent years. Hostel and Serbian film and things Serbian came along. Oh, we can't even grief. mention that movie. No. But none we're of us have seen that, of course. We've only we've glanced only at the Wikipedia page <laughs> and we're like, "That's enough." It's as much as we're willing to give. Yeah. Serbian My film. point is that uh, before these movies were around, that was the reputation that Cannibal Holocaust had. If you were into like horror movies or anything like that, people would be like, "Yeah, but have you ever watched this Cannibal disgusting?" Holocaust. Uh, movie Cannibal Holocaust and Patrick and I we sat down we watched Cannibal Holocaust this yeah, years did. and years ago um, just to see if we could make it through it's pretty bad the most infamous thing being that there's actual animal cruelty where they kill Tur- it, turtles it, there's a turtle some kind of like, like a marmoset a monkey uh, uh-huh. it's all pretty bad anyway the premise of Cannibal Holocaust is that you're watching these film reels uh, that some rogue group of uh, documentary. documentary filmmakers made in the rainforest with a tribe yep. of cannibals. Um, and it was a really clever, you know, for all how disgusting the movie is, you would think it would just be like such schlock, but it's actually a, a well-pieced-together movie. Right. And mm-hmm. the premise is really clever, obviously, because it spawned uh, uh, a ton of what became the found footage genre, the Blair Witch Project in 1999, was the first one that people lined up and they're like, oh, this is incredible. We've never seen right. anything like this and we're all terrified of that one moment <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. just that one The moment. one scary part. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That one part was scary, though. It oh, was. Yeah, but what super about when scary. they find all those thumbs? The thumbs? Yeah. Let's, they, not, let's the, not spoil Blair Witch Project. Those we stick dolls. I haven't seen it, but it's, after seeing this one, I It's 17 years old, I think. The Blair Witch Project has far less motion sickness than Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. it's way less shaky. A lot more nostril. A lot more. A lot nostril. more nostril. Big that, old booger snot. That one shot became like the Matrix or Run for Us Run, where it was right. parody. Right. It was in that scary movie movie. Over and over and over again. Scary movie movie. Yeah, scary movie. So then, the movie. Uh, didn't Cannibal Holocaust, for its realism, get a lot of uh, criticism because they? Viewers actually thought it was. They real. thought it was a snuff film, right? Yeah, where yeah, they actually 
shot so someone's seemed, dead body. It so much. The, the director had to actually present some of his extras in court to prove that he did not kill them. Like <laughs> the lady with the, the pole through her? Yeah, there's yeah, a there's an the iconic pole. image of a woman impaled on a pike. and uh, Long ways. Apparently the way that they achieved the, the effect was like a, uh, a totem, like some kind of pole with a bicycle seat. And then she had another bit of the pole coming out of her mouth. So she just sat on this bicycle seat, sat upright, and put her head up. And it looks like she's impaled on a pike. In court, he could not reproduce this effect. The people fell off the bicycle seat. They couldn't hold still. In the movie, this person is absolutely frozen. Yeah, rigid. <laughs> and, uh, and he alleged that he, he did use actual natives to film the movie. He's like, well, I have no idea who that native was, but she could sit very still. Um, and when we watched the movie, I have to say, e- even then, I mean, it was years ago that we saw it, we were looking at each other and going, uh, is that guy really dead? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> several times. They were like, that's that's not fake. That really happened. So he could have killed people. <laughs> I hope not. There let's, were several scenes of that. Up. That was pretty horrific content, but it was a really well-made flick. For the premise was, was really clever. Yeah. Um, and it was actually a, you know, a fairly decent social commentary and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so the sound then, footage. Yeah. It's Since really then, there's been a lot of found footage. And Since <laughs> in particular, uh, <laughs> horror movies tend to gravitate toward right. found footage because it's a great way to... Even if they don't, a lot of even if like the whole movie isn't found footage, they'll often use aspects of it, like right. Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. has parts of found Security footage in. cameras, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's other found footage films that have been coming out since Cloverfield that don't quite reach a wide audience and they're not quite as interesting like did you ever see that project x film about that the house party? the house party <laughs> i saw that trailer and went i got better things to do with ten dollars <laughs> yeah i watched it <laughs> not you, theaters, you're made of money i watched just on home, cable or something and, uh, yeah it was on netflix or something i didn't I know remember. that was found footage it was found footage. It was actually it was all a like cell phone very interesting videos? movie yeah okay it was very interesting but not not Near the caliber of Cloverfield. Okay. Shocking. Sure. Um, wasn't Earth to Echo, oh that other yeah, E.T. That was found footage. Yeah. Another great non-horror, non-thriller found footage was uh, Chronicle. Um, yeah. The film that the gentleman who made the, the big Terrible bomb, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four movie. Yeah. Call it, it. No. What's his? I don't remember his name. Uh, we'll look him up real quick. But, okay. Um, Chronicle. Trank. Uh, yeah. Josh Trank. Thanks. He made a fantastic movie in Chronicle. It was... Really, really compelling, and it was you know basically that these teenagers get exposed to something that gives them superpowers, and they're documenting it with cameras. Yeah, when you do something new and interesting in the superhero genre, that's that's worth. Knowing. Yeah, that is worth <laughs> knowing because yeah, especially when a people of leave going, out there. Does it count as superhero? Like, like that's right. the mark of like. Oh, that what do you think, cool. Bethany? You with us? We lost her. I'm not supposed So anyway, <coughs> there have been just a crap, t- just a slew of direct to DVD found footage horror movies. There's been like foreign, fi- this movie, Spanish or movie record um, has spawned like an entire franchise. The, f- the first one was really great of found footage horror movies. But every now and then somebody else finds a way to say like, oh, this concept's actually really interesting. What if we used it to do something other than, <laughs> you know, monsters jumping out at you constantly or at least do a little more than that? And that's an interesting thing is that uh, Cloverfield is billed as a horror movie on just about anything you look at. If you look at Wikipedia or IMDb, they call it found footage horror film. Right. Yeah, Um, I can see that. But the problem with uh, simplifying, there's certainly elements of horror in Cloverfield. But uh, 
doing a kaiju or a giant monster movie in a found footage thing is, I think, a stroke of genius. So smart. Uh, you would think, well, that would never work, but then somehow it's the most compelling thing ever, anyone yeah. would say. I think that the writing, <laughs> the idea of these New Yorkers, you know, having some, some event worth recording that turns into this terrible night where a monster starts attacking and then that footage rolls into... You know, a documentary. Why are you terrible. already rolling your eyes? <laughs> You're just describing I the worst concept <laughs> ever. <laughs> These people picked up a camera and they had a bad night. Like, and <laughs> I, I a think bad night. A no. giant monster from <laughs> the like sea destroyed Manhattan. That's more than a bad night. I think J.J. Abrams. Well, uh, not J.J. Abrams. I don't know why we give J.J. Abrams so much yeah, credit. He get out of here, J.J. The uh, director was um, Matthew Reeves. Yeah, Reeves. He found a great way to make it feel normal and natural as as the movie kind of develops to actually f- have these people capturing the type of footage they did i thought it worked really well right the the guy carrying the camera even kind of told us he's like Hi. this is this is important people might want to know it yeah and then you're like in the moment you're like that makes sense somebody in the group would be doing that yeah right. so you just be holding the camera the whole time these giant monsters are jumping out of the sky and attacking their well friends. i think that the way that Come it, it kind of <laughs> the way that it kind of unfolds is pretty interesting because he has the camera out in his hand already when they feel that first initial impact or earthquake they think it is and then he runs up to the roof and he catches the explosion on camera and then he runs down to the street and he catches the statue of liberties camera the statue of liberty's head on camera <laughs> the statue yeah. of liberty so did they like have to scale that up because the statue of liberty's real size head is too small and yeah. no the you can you can fit like, it's too little you can fit inside the statue of liberty's head i know but the, even so when they did it to scale yeah, it, it was, was like it looked people it's like the same like, size as well, like the small. portlandia <laughs> statue in portland which is actually very small yeah if the portlandia statue were to stand up it would be just as tall as the statue of liberty yeah. Yeah, I think oh my gosh anyway anyway sorry so the way that it unfolds uh, is kind of natural in the sense where you you believe that he would just keep rolling. I didn't think it was no, yeah, yeah. I heard that as a common like critique. Uh, I mean, in, with a lot of found footage, in particular, Cloverfield's like, oh, he wouldn't keep filming, and I'm like, I don't know. People keep would. filming. They're doing some crazy behind stuff. Yeah, when the Bethany. when they run down to the street and they see the Statue of Liberty's head out there, he's filming it. But then people swarm the head, taking photos with their cameras and their phones. Yeah, I mean that's the culture we live in. Yeah, I no, but we live in that. That's that occurred to me watching it today. We live in that culture so much more now. If Cloverfield were made now, yeah, it would look infinitely it would different. Be some we were chumps <laughs> freaking snaps because there are no iPhones <laughs> in Cloverfield. Get out of here with we, your Snapchat. We were saying that this could potentially be the last found footage film where it is believable that the camera would malfunction and glitch the way it does in Cloverfield. Right. Because now no one's carrying around these handheld camcorders. It's just on your it's, cell phone. It's iPhones, and yeah, yeah, it's all smartphones now, and smartphones don't glitch the same way. And yet, we're, they're all still doing that stupid <laughs> effect. Right. Well, I mean, even in Cloverfield, like the glitch where it bounces like back in time on the tape, even though it's an SD card, is that was one part where, like, they maybe took found footage from like the '80s where it was film, and you could like have a glitch in the film where it didn't record, and then you see like that day yeah. that like he's well, having with I, th- I was getting that the camera was messed up while they were filming it it's and getting it pretty like beat up oh, okay this is a, this is that, a great like, commercial for whatever happened. brand camera they had yeah, right that's sure. like a cannon or whatever like oh my gosh it can survive a monster apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> helicopter crash <laughs> the uh statue of liberty fell down i wanted camera's to rolling 
comment on something Tyler brought up back there, which is the fact that J.J. Abrams did get all the credit for Cloverfield, which contributed to, at the time, I felt this huge misconception about J.J. Abrams' greatness because I think still two fantastic filmmakers are to thank for I'm you know JJ Abrams was a producer and he seems to be tremendously involved with the production yeah, he, he was the one who wanted to do a kaiju movie in the first place right right um but Drew Goddard wrote the screenplay he went on to direct uh, Cabin in the Woods yep fantastic um, so movie good. yeah and Matt Reeves directed Cloverfield he went on to direct Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and the American version of Let Me of, of the right Let one the in. right one in yeah Let Me In Let Me In yeah so um both of those guys are obviously super talented. They've gone Heck on to yeah. do even better. Dawn of the Dawn of the, the Planet is better is like, than anything J.J. Abrams has done. Right. So J- when Cloverfield came out, everyone was going, man, J.J. Abrams, he's amazing. He's so People mysterious. People were still like high on that Lost fever because yeah, he touched one Abrams. episode yeah. of Lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, J.J. Abrams did Lost. I'm like, he did the pilot like of a <clears throat> season that ended poorly. Like, <laughs> Yes. Pilot was pretty good. My <laughs> best yeah, pilot was it, great. It was Season really six was bad. <laughs> is the bad robot uh, title card? Is that only around for JJ Abrams project? That his that's yeah, his production company. Okay, yeah. this is what I think JJ Abrams does well when he's not actually Lens directing Flair. Star Wars or something. Because the movies he directs, I think, are pretty good. Yeah, but he, I like his movies. Yeah, yeah Star Wars and uh, Super Eight. Super Eight. Super 8 was very good. Um, right. But what J.J. Abrams no does either. great is he keeps his projects as secretive as he can. Yeah. Even if his this name's on it, so you don't secretive. know. I love that. That's what yeah. made Cloverfield so great at the time. We had no yeah, idea it just came out of nowhere. So everyone recap what your experience was to learn about Cloverfield. I remember going to see freaking Transformers <laughs> right. during whatever summer that was, 2007. Seven. And uh, there was a teaser that just showed the scene of the Statue of Statue Liberty. Liberty's head, and it didn't even mention a name of a movie. It just showed no. that, and then it had some kind of code for a viral campaign or something. Uh-huh. And everyone was more interested in that teaser than they were about Transformers or any of the movies that had titles and release dates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. the, the movie poster started going everywhere with a Statue of Liberty head, and we still didn't know what it was. There right. was a, and the, there was a poster with Statue of Liberty with no head. Right, that's yeah. the one everybody's like. Yeah. I was going, please be a giant monster. Please be a giant <laughs> yeah. monster. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason they made it is because J.J. Uh, Abrams says when they were visiting Japan that Godzilla is just like a big part of the culture there. And he thought, wouldn't it be great if we in America had our own monster? And so they created Cloverfield. That's but right. I remember the campaigns, like pro- <laughs> the promotions for it. I, I don't remember what else was around at those times, but I remember being really excited about it. It seemed awesome. Why do you seem so disgusted with everything we're saying, Bethany? <laughs> You're looking at us so mad. I just had zero context of Cloverfield. You don't. When did you learn about it? <laughs> you don't remember hearing about it in 2008, or I don't remember it at all. They didn't have it in Florida. <laughs> well, Maybe it's too secretive. JJ was too secretive. But my life was chaotic. You were working at Pacific Office Automation in 2008. I was. All right, selling people photocopiers. I wasn't selling. Working with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Apparently, all right. they were too secretive for you. You I didn't guess. even hear about it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Completely <laughs> under the radar. They, uh, when they were shooting the movie, they actually worked under code names. Like if you know, right. the streets of New York filming. So when they're like booking the production they, or whatever, yeah, yeah, they went under the code name Cheese. The movie was called Cheese. I also heard that, and this may have just been an internet rumor that one of the code names was Cloverfield, and then at the end they were like. 
Well, that's cool. Let's just go with that. I think they had several code names. Okay. Yeah, they had to keep changing them because they would all leak and people would find out what... But Tyler was saying the cheese was the one they were using when they were on the New York streets. Oh, okay. What's your thought there, Beth? Oh, I just remembered what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Cool. I felt like it was super Godzilla-esque, so I was just... The movie. Right, what you said. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Cloverfield is very Godzilla. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> super Godzilla-esque. Then JJ, well, I mean, it's a giant he, monster. That's right what he wanted. I mean, yes. it's a giant monster coming out of the it's ocean, destroying the humanity. I was watching it. It's the American Godzilla. No, the American up. Godzilla was a terrible movie with Matthew Broderick back there, in like 2004. No, that was that was the Godzilla of Japanese fame. That was not the Godzilla of Japanese. That was fame. Godzilla. Right. Cloverfield is our own with that Jamiroquai song. Yeah, and I just don't want anyone to send us angry emails that Matt Hughes just said that the American Godzilla came out in 2004. That was 1998. It was 98, man. I'm (laughs) I couldn't place how old I was (laughs) when I saw that. Roland Emmerich's bad Godzilla movie. (laughs) That was terrible. God, the. Good American Godzilla yeah. 2014. The most recent yeah, one. The, right, sorry. I, mean, I was talking about the Matthew Broderick, Jamiroquai theme song <laughs> where they have yeah, eggs. Yeah, with Puff Daddy. And there's the long nose. Puff Daddy. And yeah. The, the and Matthew, it doesn't look like Godzilla at all. The Matthew Broderick Godzilla was, was definitely trying to so uh, capitalize old. on the success of Jurassic Park because all those miniature right. Godzillas that just look that, like raptors. Oh, so yeah. Well, I mean, the, the big Godzilla just looked like straight up a dinosaur. I went and saw that Godzilla four times because no. I was... I was so excited about there being a Godzilla movie that I saw it and I wouldn't admit that it was bad. I was like, no, nah, y'all are crazy. I love it. And I just kept going to see it to prove that I loved it. And man, that fourth time, I got to tell you. In 1998, you I must have not, spent like $9 I on movie tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it was so miserable. Godzilla looks so awful. and It's so bad. He's like a giant iguana. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. they tried, you know. <laughs> Did they? How hard? Well, I guess that's true. Nobody tries to make a bad movie. They yeah. still <laughs> that's true. No one, no one aims up. out going, let's make a just complete dud, Bethany, did you see the 1998 Godzilla? Matthew Broderick? Nope. <laughs> well, he you're did. not missing much. Anyway, this one was great. I appreciated the fresh take on Monster Movie, although the monster was, was you know, reproduced for Super 8 and then again... For Godzilla, what's Godzilla, up with that? That's not Cloverfield's fault. That's Super 8's fault. Why do we keep making? Mo- I mean, I know that's just two, but that's two really significant. Uh, the only two of like what three? Yeah, <laughs> giant yeah. monsters we have. Why do we keep doing that same like stance of the the giant legs forearms. that come out? Yeah, the giant yeah boat like forearms, spider spidery gate yeah. humanoid face. Yeah. Does JJ hire the same artist every time? Yeah, but if you're looking at, probably, but if you're looking at the scale, like comparing this one and Super 8, yes. Cloverfield and Super 8, and presumably 10 Cloverfield Lane, we do know that there are Easter eggs tying them all together. Oh. I don't know if are it's they? because it's a shared universe. Universe. <laughs> universe. <laughs> JJ, or if it's just JJ a... JJ from Boston. Yeah, or if it's like just a... a uh, like a bad robot-iverse? Yeah. But no, that's be. such a stupid stretch. Wait, no, but what, it are, might what be. are the what Easter eggs tying? Are they, what are the Easter eggs tying Cloverfield and uh, Super Eight? Super Eight together. I don't know. It's more like a, at oh, this see, point. You, just said, you said it like we know there's those, so no, there'll probably be some. Th- there are the aliens look alike. When I looked well, it up, it was so place. inconsequential. It was boring. I that's oh, what I'm saying. Oh I think it's gosh. more like Stephen King's shared universe, where some stories absolutely crossover but other times it's just like references and you're like this wouldn't even make any sense that these would be in the okay mm-hmm. back the truck up buddy because <laughs> yeah. some of them are straight so up vague like Dreamcatcher and it 
make no sense that they have references to each other. Of course they do, because it's all tied to the Dark Tower ah, series. Here we go. Anyway, 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 you just opened a can of worms, oh buddy. Save it for another episode. Yeah, I got a lot. You hate I books. <laughs> so, so <laughs> even no, though... they're going to make that movie. Even though they set out to make their own American monster movie, they still had a lot of nods to the original Japanese monster movies, like this character, the Rob... Uh, the movie begins with a going away party, which I thought was pretty great. Nice character development. I hate it. Backstory. You I hated that. You hate it. It was a little. It was a little annoying. The yeah, party I hate it because it seemed real. I it yeah. Oh yeah. Real. I hate those real. characters. Oh they my were gosh. Insufferable. Yeah, just insufferable New York but lost livers. It still, it still acted in a in a brilliant, normal way. It gave them a reason to be walking around with a camera. It gave them uh, a reason to give backstories of everybody. And in that, they said, oh, this guy's moved to Japan, and they just kept... Yeah, to be honest, there wasn't a real backstory for anybody, because there was actually no narrative happening through the whole movie. What? I felt like it was all super underdeveloped, and I couldn't emotionally connect with any character. It was a damsel in distress movie. I think it was a fantastic plot device using that camera. No, kind of thing. I was like, ugh. It's too typical. It was too predictable. <laughs> oh, how on. And it, yeah. it just seems so simplistic. The whole movie. I'm like, I already know what's going to happen. In fact, I found myself like going, <laughs> like looking away and looking at something else because I was like, I already know what's happening. And I would look back and I, it so was you, exactly what I thought would be happening. But you predicted the ending? Yeah, sure. That they, they were, were all going to die? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's I not true. The one girl flew away in a helicopter. She was fine. Yeah. <laughs> she oh, was so good for her. Ah. though because her boyfriend got like jammed by the bridge. Yeah, hit and then by a tentacle or something. Then <laughs> did she watch that girl explode or she was gone before yeah, that? Yeah, no, she saw the yeah, girl. She saw that. that was pretty traumatic. Like, like, they're just, it, it, I'm not saying that stuff was predictable. Then she's going to land and find out no one else made it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I feel like, I'm like, well, duh, he's going to go back for bed. So you're sitting there and you're going, oh my gosh, I bet you anything that a bunch of lice are going to fall off of that big monster and be in the subways and it'll be terrifying and they'll look like the, I bet you anything the last second he's going to jump up and eat the helicopter and they're going to fall down. I did think that. What did those lice look like? What's that movie? The Riddick one? Oh, Pitch Dark? Pitch Black. Pitch Black. They look kind of like that, like long face, dark alien. Mm-hmm. Okay. Long face, I don't know. That's just alien. my two cents. Is that it felt pretty predictable and pretty simplistic. So when you're talking about the character development, I'm like, yeah, but we didn't really hear them talk very much. The only person we heard talk was HUD. I think he's on a lot of commercials now. He's Olaf. Oh, he's Olaf. No. Yeah. Wait, is that the guy no, who's in Silicon Valley now? He's not the same Wait, guy. Wait, it's not Weasel from. Oh, it's not. Is it Weasel from Deadpool in this movie? Yeah, he's the guy from Deadpool. Yeah, he's Weasel. He's in Silicon Valley. Anyway, I'm just saying it's pretty predictable. What, that he's in Deadpool? Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a spoiler that he's not the guy from Frozen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's an anti spoiler (laughs) for Frozen. I'm myself now. Uh, You know, when I went and saw the movie back in 2008, there were signs up all in the theater saying. Many patrons have complained of motion sickness during Cloverfield. You have been warned. So, yeah, Well, I wish someone would have told me that. <laughs> and thank God I had Dramamine. I was slamming those back so quick. I was like, please tell me when this is going to stop. Of course, no one was she responding was, She was live text. texting us during the movie saying, when do the real cameras start? <laughs> yeah. Or should I take a Dramamine? I want to uh, recount the text because I was out somewhere, <laughs> came back, and I was laughing so hard at the conversation that was going on just because... Uh, Bethany hadn't seen it yet, but we told her she needed to watch Cloverfield. She saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. We told her she needed to watch Cloverfield. So she sends a screenshot of the 
cover of the movie or the poster of the movie and says, is this it? <laughs> and Tyler said, yeah. And she says, OMG, does this whole thing look like a Bobo documentary? Emoji of a monkey cover in its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> then she goes on to say, like, will this be how we see the whole movie? <laughs> then without a reply, she goes on. It's making me sick. All the wiggling and bad camera movement. Emoji of a face with a surgical mask. <laughs> then she, without a reply, all caps, help, period, please, period. Patrick jumps in. Patrick says, stay true. Pay attention. What on Patrick? Bethany comes back. <laughs> it's making me sick. When will the real cameras start filming? That's how I felt. Then she says, real question, colon. Like, <laughs> this is real, guys. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. All th- before this has been a joke. Now we're into the nitty gritty. <laughs> real question. Does the filming change at all, or should I take Dramamine? Then Tyler finally gets in and just says, Dramamine. (laughs) (laughs) Bethany says, OMG. Then I said, you'll learn to love it. So Bethany sends a photo of Dramamine. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, I don't think so, Tim. Tyler says, how can that tiny TV be making you motion sick? How big is your TV? Yeah, what size is your TV? I think it's like a 39. No, it's not. It's a 32. (laughs) It's pitiful. It's really pitiful. It's not that small. It's a baby TV. Might as well just watch it on your phone. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Then she said, rest assured, I'll have lots to say tonight. All right, let's hear it. Aside from your motion sickness and the underdeveloped nature of how you felt. And you live texted it. So you were drugged and you weren't paying attention. Was there anything? Did you listen to our etiquette? I was like, you're kind of boring me and I wish I was more engaged. You were bored? Maybe you would have been if you weren't texting your friends. No. Well, I really was like, God, at first I was like, this can't be it. Like, this can't be what I just paid two ninety nine for. <laughs> two ninety nine. Oh, good <laughs> grief. And, and I was thinking, like, it's so wiggly. But then I remember maybe Tyler said, like, it's stop motion or whatever you called it. Stop. <laughs> What's it called? Live motion or whatever you said. <laughs> I can't remember. Really. Found footage. Found footage. So I was like, <laughs> Stop okay, but surely the camera's going to switch trolls. back to a real camera so we actually know what's happening. <laughs> and that never happened. So I was getting really motion sick because I'm... Sensitive. I, you must sensi. be hypersensitive. I'm and so I took it. And then I got... Sensi. <laughs> Just so sensi. Droopy. <laughs> sleepy. But anyway, I did pay attention. And I, I thought it was like, you, okay, but... You weren't entertained at any point where you like... When the when you so realized that it was this giant monster and the monster was like swinging around, those first shots. I was like, it's shots. Godzilla, but like a lesser version. You didn't ever say like, oh, that's kind of neat. Look at that giant monster. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Maybe know, I like I giant monsters. It was monsters. weird when they got bit in the subway. You know, I was like, yeah, that feels realistic. That part was so. <laughs> that <laughs> feels scary. realistic. That part know? was so. And then they good. had to open up the Aquafina thing. Oh, <laughs> let's ask uh, Bethany. So, what was your take on what happened to Marlena? After she was bitten, and then she cried a tear of blood, and they took her behind that tarp. What happened I behind that? I thought for sure she was like infested or impregnated. That's what I thought at first. I like a she probably got pregnant with the chest buster burst. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it was like, oh, she's gonna have a baby thing. It's gonna kill her. A baby parasite. But so when she said, "I'm dizzy," and he's like, "I love you," like. Are you okay? I'm so sad to see her explode like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a sad. Yeah. So, Josh, you were saying we didn't expect an explosion. But why did she explode? Yeah, yeah. what happened? I think so it's interesting that you interpreted it at least as her exploding because Josh says that when he saw it, oh, so they uh, shot her. N- that so people interpreted it otherwise. I did think maybe they shot her because she was infected. But you don't well, explode JJ, from getting but shot. I do think she was. J.J. Abrams is notorious for creating these mystery boxes where yeah. it's kind of open to interpretation. 
But you were saying, Josh, that one person thought that her head exploded, another person thought that she was shot, and then the other thought she just vomited blood? Yeah, oh. when we she walked out, we said like that one. someone brought it up and was like, man, that was crazy when they just shot her. Yeah. And I was like, well, they, I didn't, they didn't shoot her because you don't hear a gunshot. That's no. clearly not that. Yeah, no, they didn't But then shoot someone her. else was like, no, no, what happened was, because you saw her like kind of choking on blood or blood in her eye, was that she was like projectile vomiting blood on that tarp. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought she was exploding or something me too i thought like her blood was like yeah. boiling and that's why it was coming out of her eye and like out of her mouth yeah, and then I it just went like, i always read it as an explosion and i noticed you know after like a second viewing that when they enter that room and they've got that makeshift like uh first aid area right. hospital triage they they roll a previous victim across you know the foreground oh, of the yeah. scene and, and they says, and they, as they walk by they've got we, they say we've got another bite here and then the person on the oh, gurney his chest exploded. is exploded open yeah. and like they're like skin flaps that are hanging out as if they'd exploded and hud open. says oh gross yeah i thought yeah. that was so funny and so <laughs> that laughing. there is enough to lead us to believe that as she goes behind the tarp yeah. her chest explodes good job way to pay attention like i didn't yeah, tell like what good job right it's sort but of it like not alien yeah said, i think jj jj abrams is really good at subtle details like that or <laughs> the real director. <laughs> See, what the heck? Matt, <laughs> yeah. You can't even say his name. Matt Reeves. Matt, Matt Reeves, Reeves, Matt Reeves Dawn, did that. Dawn Matt of Reeves. the freaking Planet J- of the Apes. Hey, JJ's this. job was making sure that everyone was on set on time if he's the producer. <laughs> no. He's JJ like, does hey, make sure that people have like, catered the lunch. And no, the other that's thing he does well is put together teams that do good he's things. He's an idea, yeah. man. He's, he's an, an idea. idea. Right. He hires other people to do the work. That's what a producer does. of a great producer. He's like a really good producer. He was very influential. He's great at hiring other people who are good at stuff. He was very right. influential influential to the decisions that were made in the story like when he there's in the in the like the behind the scenes bonus features there's stuff of him like showing up on set and people like clap and applaud and like Ugh. they they are happy that he's there for to be like a part of the production and they say that there's some times where he called like audibles in the last minute while they're on the scene shooting something and uh for instance they were shooting the um helicopter crash where they're yeah crawling out of the debris and they're in the middle of Central Park and he says you know what would be great let's take a moment at the end of this scene for HUD to look up and see the monster and he said let's write that in right now and apparently that was JJ's call and they just they went with see, it see you're sitting there scoffing at JJ but he's making us a no, great movie I mean it's not all to, you know the, the, obviously Stop. we're not hanging around on a ton of movie sets but if you read and hear about movies when producers are producers that also happen to be directors they're often involved to that degree, especially if they have some kind of level of respectability or notoriety. Steven Spielberg produces a ton of movies. Um, right. He's also a director. So if Steven Spielberg is your producer and he says, maybe do this, he, there's stories about Steven Spielberg doing the exact same thing in the screenplay of Gremlins. Gizmo dies at the end and uh, or in the middle of the movie, Gizmo dies and Steven Spielberg was like, that's dumb. Audiences are going to want to see him make it all the way right. to the end of the movie. So, But he shouldn't get all of the his name shouldn't right, have and marquee that's the problem value. Is like now in like modern cinema, people <laughs> hear cinema? that the name J.J. Abrams is attached in any way to a project, even as like an EP credit, which really means nothing. And they're just and immediately they assume, oh, J.J. directed it, and this is his movie, and so it's going to be of that ilk, and we'll give him all the credit. And people like Matt Reeves just get forgotten about. Yeah, I very few people so. ever bring up Matt Reeves in connection to cloverfield yeah, well what, what was what did he just do he said 
What was the movie he just did? Don't know the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. I think he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, he's people doing love fine, Matt Reeves. But like, people just be like so into JJ, and I think everyone just needs to no, calm it down. Was, I agree. It was weird at the time um, because people would always say, "Man, I'll do." I'm as soon as I heard JJ Abrams, I was there, and I was like, "Really? Why?" Like you loved Mission Impossible Three, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that was the only thing that he had to showcase. No, man, of they his directorial Lost. skills, but yeah, Lost as we've already exactly. Out. Pilot that's of Lost is, is a great. But that thing is, then everyone just went, oh, and all the rest of it was J.J. Abrams, and you're like, but it was just good marketing, man. Anyway, marketing. forget this guy. Let's talk about Cloverfield. Anyway, <laughs> anyway okay, yeah, let's talk I about Matt Reeves whatever, and his great directorial job. Whatever combination <laughs> of. Producers and directors, I think that these guys made a great monster film. They did. And agree. I think that the found footage stuff actually lent itself really strongly to it being a great monster yes. film. Yes. Because when you look at how it starts, they go through this party, you get all this weird backstory. Just just some young, hip, cool kids trying to live their lives. <laughs> and uh, it's just 2008 moment, on the Upper East Side, man. That moment when you realize everything's about to go wrong and they're sitting on the fire escape and it's the ground starts shaking they think it's an earthquake they run up to the roof they see that explosion and you think this is crazy and i remember i remember being caught in that weird like tense feeling because the the scenes were so realistic and their reactions and like all their speculation is it terrorists is it you know whatever some natural disaster all of that was super unsettling and I remember when they get down to the streets and then that building collapses in the distance. It's like the Empire State Building, something I call yes. it. Chrysler Building. I, yeah, one of those. Something, something collapses. Big, some big and, old uh, building. And dust and debris fill the streets. It's very reminiscent of 9-11. I think that they definitely did that intentionally because there are so many pieces of amateur footage from 9-11 of people running into convenience stores and ducking out of the way from this debris cloud right. coming out. I remember them. that. And uh, they do the exact same thing. It's almost like they're trying to replicate it. And uh, and they go into that store, and then the windows get all fogged up by dust. Like, you can't, you, you lose visibility. And um, that's the moment they decide to reveal to the audience for the first time that it's a monster. Because it's HUD shouting, um, I saw it, I it's saw alive. It, it's alive, it's huge. I thought, that's such a cool way. It was a phenomenal For all monster reveal. movies. Yeah to thrust you into these like unsettling eerie scenes that we're familiar with from terrorist attacks and that kind of panic that ensues and then turn it into a reveal for a monster movie. Yeah. I think that that's the brilliance of Cloverfield and the fun of it is exactly that because the idea of a kaiju movie is obviously not original. There's dozens upon dozens of just Godzilla movies, let alone right. outside of Gamera yeah. or Rodan or whatever. Um, but the funny thing about those is whether or not they're campy rubber suit things or more realistic latter day kaiju movies, they're always larger than life concepts that take, I mean, Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie is a great example. It like takes place across continents and different groups of people and it's huge budget, huge production. It takes you through all these different people's lives. Um, but the thing that you lose in all that, at least on a macro scale, if not in some of the smaller scenes, is like, what would this actually be like right. if it were to ever happen? And Cloverfield feels like um, a lot like uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Signs in that way that when I was watching Signs, I felt like, 
oh, this is what your experience would be like. You wouldn't the, be seeing what's going on. The news footage. Yeah, you'd be sitting in your right. house. You'd be scared. Joking. You'd be like, is this coming to us? We have no idea. If a giant monster was attacking yeah. your city and you were being lined up in the streets while cops are saying like, no, this way. And then so all of a sudden it's there. Oh, my God. You're talking about that specific scene from Signs where they're huddled around the TV staring at it. And With then their foil step, hat. Steps yeah. out from behind the hedge. Yeah, which is not. A, yeah. It's not. A, they're watching TV. It's not scary. But while you're, you're in right. the theater, you're terrified because you're thinking, yeah. oh, my God, if that were me. Yeah. You just realize this is a real thing for yeah. them. I think that that's. Point. Uh, that this movie almost replicated that same type of tension because when they finally get back out into the streets, they go into that electronic store and on the TVs in the electronic store is the first time you see the monster from the helicopter with the spotlight. And he's filming, he's filming his camcorder, the, the news feed of the monster. And then he steps out in the street and he sees the monster you know, down the street. That's the greatness of that scene. Cause you're back into the store. sees the monster on TV. Yeah. It's so meta. That's where you actually get to <laughs> is very meta, and all all the while we're watching him. Yeah, no, no, it's great. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many perspectives Lairs. and points of views. It's too much. But it was cool that they chose that moment uh, where you actually see the monster for the first time on the news instead of in his camera. You see it on the news, right? You actually see it on his camera very little, which brings me to an interesting point about. Um, monster movie screen time. I have some data in front of me that I want to run. I love data. By you. you like data? I this love is quality data. data. Or data. So, where I come from. speaking of mm-hmm. Godzilla, which is the easiest thing to draw comparisons to, Bethany, did you like the 2014 Godzilla movie? I loved it. Okay. We well. can refer back to my podcast to hear That's more. That's right. Yeah. You saw <laughs> you nice reactions with Bethany. Yeah, there you go. Um, one of the big complaints when people filed out a Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie was like, man, Godzilla's barely in that dang thing. You Just know? his big fat ankle. You remember it's like that? Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. So Godzilla actually has eight minutes of screen oh, time. that's less than Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. In uh, Gareth Edwards' movie. Uh, in Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs show up for six minutes total of CG screen time and then uh, together with their practical effects. So they make a total of 14 minutes in a 127 minute All the dinosaurs? Movie. All the dinosaurs All the together. Dinosaurs. 14, 14 minutes. minutes. <laughs> Only six of those minutes were CG dinosaurs. That That's pretty amazing, amazing. That over half were practical effects. Now, by Take the time filmmakers. you get to Cloverfield, you're talking about some very, very low numbers. Uh, it it takes did I say lumbers just then? No, you said okay, numbers. numbers. Wow, I heard it in my It takes an hour for Godzilla to show up in the Godzilla movie. It takes just about as long for you to get any dinosaurs in uh, Jurassic Park. And the same goes with Cloverfield. You get your first partial glimpse at 21 minutes into the movie. Partial glimpse. That's the news camera in the convenience store? That no, Tyler's I believe that's about? the leg that moves through the alley. Oh, okay. Um, in the debris and everything. Mm-hmm. You get your first full shot uh, at an hour into the movie, and the total screen time for the Cloverfield, Cloverfield monster is three minutes and 26 seconds. In a vi- mm-hmm. But it's a very short movie, right? It's only 80, it's 80, 80 minutes yeah. long. Yeah, but it did occur to me this time, I don't think that this is necessarily to the movie's discredit, but you be- you ve- see very little Let me of ask that you monster. This. Does yeah. that three minutes also include the... Fleas, the parasites in the subway. No, this is only because if we're monster. doing all dinosaurs in comparison, then should we not also consider all 
kaiju species and subspecies no, because in Cloverfield. The, the monster is kind of the star of the show. All right. It's interesting. Matt Reeves apparently cited both Jaws and Alien as his influences uh, about how long to show the monsters. He says, That's fair. quote, there's nothing more terrifying than the dread and the anticipation of seeing something. It's true, man. Um, yeah. And it's effective in Cloverfield. In you know, the first Ooh. time you see what the head of the monster looks like, clearly, even for a second, when they're running through that firefight and it kind of moves its head across the alley and goes, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, I saw it. I remember being in the theater and be like, holy crap, I'm scared. There it is. It was scary. I remember being really like, you know, thrill, thrilling. Oh, were you thrilled, Tyler? He's making a face like me like he couldn't be less thrilled by Cloverfield. No, I was thrilled. You were thrilled? I'm thrilled, man. Really? I don't I know. You sound thrilled. like Bethany right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thrilled. I Bethany, was Bethany, what was your... Re- well, is that because you were drugged up? She was also watching yeah. it in broad daylight on right. a TV as big as her phone. <laughs> and the TV's all the way on the side of the room. No, too far it's away. Big. You should see, y'all should see her living up room, up as, though. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably painting her nails. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> it wasn't. Reading Us Weekly. I was putting makeup on, but... <laughs> I didn't. I was time for the podcast. Why did you need makeup, makeup on the, for watch the podcast? <laughs> oh, for the day. Just for the day. Yeah. Oh. You said you were watching those at like six in the evening. <laughs> no, I was watching. Oh, this afternoon. It was like two in the afternoon. <laughs> what you do all morning? I hadn't. Well, a lot. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Matter. Sidebar. Anyway, anyway to, to go on I to def- to go on to defend the found footage even more, <laughs> Bethany. Yeah. Hooray. Uh, Feel free to rebut him. <laughs> movies. Well, I'll butt him. Movies have uh, a pretty typical pacing, traditional style pacing, where it's at, it's you know starts slow, and then action, then slow, and then action, so you can have rest and uh, you know kind of gather your thoughts as you work your way through the film. And I think that a movie where you have characters running through uh, a besieged New York, uh, it would be hard to find places for rest and that to, to create that kind of pacing. And I think that they actually found really smart ways to do that. Uh, for instance, you know, the, the first initial action where they're running through the streets trying to cross the bridge and uh, then they make their way back through town only to find rest down in the subway. It's like that was a great moment for the characters to really process you know the loss of a brother Amazing. and a friend yeah it's the first time i kind of stopped for a second like yeah, the audience breathe where they could gather their thoughts and and really show some emotion and then that's when we're down in the subways and we get thrust into more action again and uh i i honestly didn't think that it would be that easy with a found footage film to do all that and they found really smart ways to create those scenes and they even threw in some comedic relief which again would be hard in a movie. Yeah, like this. it was good. Well, I gotta say the comedic relief was hard. A hard <laughs> film. Very I, minimal. Yeah, I didn't. You were just I didn't how it was so like funny. these oh, characters. I this is a testament to how much I love Cloverfield overall because I did not like these characters. I found them so annoying right. and so perfect in their stupid little <laughs> New York yuppie <laughs> world. I didn't like. They were like all oh, running man. around in their nice suits and high heels, being like, "Oh my God, yeah, we had to leave I our th- nice party for that." That's, wh- that's who would be living in New York, York time, That's like a valley girl. Now I get it. That's my voice I for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's solid. It's a bad or New Zealand. Yeah, I got two accents. <laughs> it was an interesting choice that they cast two comedians uh, because HUD and Marlena are both traditional comedy actors and they, that's who they wanted to essentially narrate the whole movie. This is, they wanted comedic relief. Yeah, I wasn't sad to see most of them die. In fact, the only tolerable character made it away on a helicopter. Oh, no. <laughs> I w- I, in fact, I would love to see w- what 
Clover is up to next. <laughs> Good old. Uh, is that what we're calling? Yeah, do the we monster? Do, do we think yeah. he actually got killed, or we don't know? No. Do you guys no, think he got no killed? Indication. They, um, they bomb the monster. There's and they a say it's still alive, but they bomb it again, and then there's no indication. Isn't there a post? There's a post credits little audio sample of someone saying that it's still alive. Oh, is there? Yeah. The end of the credits. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. What's up with that? What's up with that guy? Mm. I thought a great way to end this particular episode before we move on and before we talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane next time is to ask Bethany, since she passed so much judgment on this movie and she had so, so much to say, much. what would you do? Imagine this. You're hanging out in your, in your Bethany Portland high life, your nightlife. Yeah. You're partying on some rooftop somewhere, swilling night. wine and... <laughs> talking about how <laughs> hot you're going to be wine. when your braces are finished <laughs> and all of a sudden you know the head of the Portlandia statue flies down the road and there's this giant monster just think pra- pragmatically the shoes, tennis shoes you know I was thinking about when the girls walked <laughs> into the mall from the subway <laughs> the girls with the high heels on and I was like grab a pair of Nikes and jam those babies on because you've got a long way to go <laughs> and then I was That's thinking funny. I guess I'd keep them forever because it'd be a good momentum <laughs> <laughs> I was. I literally thought through that. So I, uh, if I started to see terror and stuff, I'd make sure I had the right clothing for it because I'd probably have to be hustling <laughs> all over Portland. It's funny you say that. I thought the same thing when they finally get Beth out of her apartment. She has her pajamas on and she's right. barefoot. So get this girl some shoes. She's yeah, got some she running in her apartment. Put a Surely coat she has on some her. sneakers. Put a coat on. Yeah, it's like wintertime in New York. I'm like, you would have thought through some of that a little bit more oh. i feel like i'm prepared for emergencies just for the most part so i'm probably the wrong person to ask oh okay if I saw so that wait happening, let I me get this like, straight oh. you're the wrong person to ask because i mean it's no contest for you you're, right, you're just ready fine. to go drop of a hat your survival you've got a go bag i'm like where's my gator hat i'm gonna get this going let's hustle where's my gator hat you know <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can subscribe to the podcast at youhatemovies.com, where you can also check out our entire backlog of episodes. That's over 40 episodes of people arguing about movies, just like we did today. Speaking of arguments, who won? Bethany or the rest of us? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com or on social media, Twitter and Instagram at youhatemovies or facebook.com slash youhatemovies. 